roll it. They trusted me with that. And then they put me in charge of something where literally I had full control of the service if I wanted to. I just have to speak to the elephant that I see in the room, and that is... How do you actually prepare yourself to get engaged either in in serving or as a volunteer or like if you've changed churches. Hello world, welcome to the Church Mag Podcast, the official podcast of Church Mag, the place for church, tech, creativity, and all things awesome. With your hosts, Eric Dye, Jeremy Smith, and Phil Schneider, it's time to level up. Welcome to another exciting episode of the Church Mag Podcast. Eric Dye along here with the ever so awesome Jeremy Smith. The very cool blessing Mbofu, and of course Phil Snyder still on sabbatical. When is that guy coming back? I just soon. I hope I, he's talked about it a little bit. I will say though, Jeremy, Phil has been writing up a storm, like some seriously stellar blog posts, and you've been trash talking him in the back channel. What's up with that, man? He said he's on sabbatical. I, I don't believe if he's writing that. He's on <laughs> sabbatical from the podcast. It's it's not he's not on sabbatical from Church Mag, clearly. Yeah. The man dropped some serious serious series on the Church Mag uh blog. That sounds weird to say. The <laughs> <laughs> he, he's doing some some insane writing. Um insane. Yeah. Um I think it's true. his current series uh uh the church without dot dot dot. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. I think people should just do themselves a favor and and check it out. Yeah, I I should help everyone with that favor and throw together a little like table of contents post. That's what we got to do, maybe, or throw it together for an ebook. We do that. Mm, oh uh, yeah. So, uh, Jeremy, my man, Jeremy, I saw you know <laughs> I was checking out your Instagram because that's something that I do. Um, I have to keep my Instagram feed reasonable otherwise i get overwhelmed and i never check it oh that's right i'm rabbit trailing my phone broke no not my phone broke my daughter's phone broke so i gave her my old phone and ordered myself a new phone because that works well so i went a few days without a phone and that was an interesting experience we might have to talk about that i don't know if there's much to talk about but it was an interesting experience nonetheless i got my phone back and i'm going through instagram catching up if you will and it was manageable so i didn't have to unfollow anybody and I saw, Jeremy, that you had posted something about being back in the saddle. You didn't use those words. Those are my words. Basically, back into the church tech volunteer thing. And somebody somebody replied with something to the effect of, wait, what? Kind of like, I think it threw them off guard because they're like, Jeremy writes about church tech volunteer. He podcasts about it. Like, what the heck? Um, so he want to know what was going on. So Jeremy, why don't you tell everybody like what's going on with that? So I think I've talked about it on here before where I've actually not been volunteering or serving in a volunteer role at church at all for the past year. Um, because we we're getting our feet grounded. We were trying to get our kids back into school. And so this new year is starting as far as things are concerned, we we've kind of hit a rhythm. Um, and so we wanted to jump back into volunteering in general. And the first thing we actually wanted to do was to do a small group um, for like uh, getting ready to be married, not necessarily engaged though, like they're serious dating or something like that or engaged um, or very, very new married people. So we're going to do that. And then we were like, how, how else can we volunteer? And my wife loves to serve in the nursery. I'll be honest, guys, my calling and my gifting is not in the nursery. Um, so la- the last. What? What? <laughs> what should you talk about? What is? Surprisingly enough, pushback with infants doesn't work. 
I talked with my wife and I was trying to think about it and, and they have a really good church tech team there. And I floated it to my wife of, Hey, do you, would you be like deeply hurt and offended if I didn't volunteer with you? She said, no. And so I put my name in to volunteer at the church. Kind of. It's one of those things where it's like, I will serve wherever you need me to. I'm not going to um, be like, I need this job or that job. And, they had me sign up. So they were initially going to have me uh, just kind of float around and observe. And then they had a very quick, oops, we need someone like yesterday kind of a thing. And so I actually kind of just feet first and jumped into it. Wow. How's that? How's that been? Like, um, what did Well, what did you start with? Maybe start that. Like, so if you do church tech, you know that there's like a production, depending on the size of your church, if it's a 200, person church, then it's a single person on PowerPoint or media shot or something. And they're running the slides and making sure the power or the, the presenter or projector is on soundboards running and the webcam is rolling to live stream. And so that person's doing all those things, but this is a bigger church of about four or 5,000 people. So they have a whole production team. And so I'm my sole, uh, expectation is to run the computer graphics. So CG stuff. So I'm running, sometimes it's, it, it can be very simple. Like I'm just literally hitting next for every lyric and, um, more complicated stuff of the announcements or the timing needs to be put together for, uh, stuff that's happening with the backstage crew and the, um, making sure everybody hits their mark as far as that's concerned. Right, so this isn't the kind of team where you need to know everything and do everything, but uh, this is some, this is a team that everyone has a special focus focus and niche that they have and they can specialize in. Uh, well, yes and no. So it is big enough that I'm actually doing three services that whole weekend. And so when I serve, I just serve once a month and I'm going to be doing three services each weekend that I do serve. Um, but it's not so big as I will always stay in that one field. So they have people running cameras, they have people running the soundboard and lights and the actual production directing aspect of things. So it is very easy, easy and possible that I could be floating around in the church. When I hear places are doing cross training, it warms my heart. I think cross training is one of the best things that a church tech te- team can do. Even if there's it's just a team of two people, like cross-train like know know everything that's going on so so what's it like to be back in that jeremy i'm not, i know there for you know you, you haven't been doing it here for a while so what's it like to get back i mean sure. like how does it feel well, i will say the first um during all that they do do like a three hour training and trying to make sure everybody's on the same page with all the different stuff. And so during that time it was definitely like, okay, I got to make sure I'm keeping on task. I very quickly realized I get distracted within 10 seconds of things and so I had to <laughs> on the lyrics. And then people are wanting to just general chat um, over the headsets and the intercom stuff. So that part of it was a little bit nerve wracking, especially when I wanted to like overdo it and make sure I did it perfectly and then once the actual services were going and everybody was kind of locked in i was just i was back in the saddle i was like riding a bicycle um to the point where i felt very comfortable by the third um the third service and just to be able to i mean it's not like it's anything new i've used pro presenter before i've used a lot of different presentation software so it wasn't like i was completely god stopped about it but it's just like that 
okay, how does this flow go? Um, what happens if people get off track? Um, the, the pastor himself actually threw us for a loop because he took too long talking. And, and so we weren't able to get to the music at the end. And so I kind of had to do a quick audible, all three sermons. Um, but it, it was actually pretty natural by 30 minutes into the first right. service. Yeah, you, you've mentioned that you want to write a, a little bit of a series or maybe do some cool stuff focusing on your experience here. Um, and, and what I think is so interesting about this is that, you know, you're not unfamiliar with church tech volunteerism. Not only have you done it previously before, but you've written about it, you've led led teams and, and, and all these kind of things. So it's interesting to me after taking taking a step back and being away from it, and then stepping into it, but not stepping into it from a leadership role, but as in a volunteer role, I'm just really anxious and curious to see what kind of insight and knowledge and ideas you're going to, you're going to come, come that that's going to come from this experience. And and very much. I I think I had talked about before of, I don't want to be in a leadership position. I want to stay in that position because I want to do the best I can with what I have. And one of the things I do not have is, Time. Um, so doing that once a month mentality is what I will do as far as this is concerned, um, using my gifts in that process. But they have a full-time paid staff person that does the production tech stuff. And so I'm, my goal will just be to help however that can be. Now, some of that might cross over into, hey, I have a whole house and we can host a um, dinner get-together or movie night or land party. I don't know what it is. I really haven't kind of dug into the culture there, um, but to have like extra stuff, but I don't plan on being like, here, let me speak into this and suggestions. I'm going to kind of just be like, take a back seat and um, yes, ma'am. No. Yes. Whatever ma'am. keeps you writing and producing content for church mag and helping the greater church tech world. Yeah. Then I'm all for it. Jeremy. <laughs> what were some of your um, concerns getting back, uh, Jeremy? I think the the general aspect of just the the like culture of church tech. I think sometimes people come into it with big expectations, and I wanted to make sure, like, I didn't be like, I've done every single position and do all this, and at the same time, um, recognizing I may actually bump into people that have that mentality too. Mm. trying to just be like more of a servant heart than anything else is, I guess. Thing. I, I just have to speak to the elephant that I see in the room. And that is, is there anybody on this church tech team that you're volunteering that knows that you are the Jeremy Smith? Um, yes. Nobody knows that I write for church mag. Nobody well, you do more than just write for church mag. You appear on videos you are a fixture on this podcast. You are not just a writer on Church Mag. You are like senior staff writer just and one. Church Mag extraordinaire. Yeah. Right? I'm just saying. Nope. Okay. None of that. That you know of. That I know of. Right. Yeah. Well, if you're listening out there and you go to this church that Jeremy speaks of. Expose him. It's him. <laughs> this is the Jeremy Smith. Yes. Like, Cats out of the bag. Expose him. <laughs> Expose him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. the, the thing that I, I just um, 
I'm trying to, it's so, so, I mean, when you mentioned that you're going to be uh, getting back and getting involved and serving again, I was just trying to think of the different angles that are involved. So you're going back as a volunteer and um, one of the things that I was wondering about was like, how do you actually prepare yourself to get engaged either in, in serving or as a volunteer or like if you've changed churches because you change, you're coming from a different team yep. um, or a different context or scenario. And there might be stuff that you need to kind of learn or relearn or, um, or some habits you might have picked up before that you might need to change. Um, so I was, I was kind of just trying to draw up a list of, you know, what are the things that you'd possibly, um, you know, would want to be aware of when you're getting involved again? Um, did you draw up any list or like, were, were there any things that you consciously thought, Oh, you know what? I, I need to be aware, like careful about that or I need to really focus on. Uh, ahead of time, no, just because I was kind of going into assuming nothing other than um, I've done stuff before. Uh, having yeah. gotten actually into the production of it, uh, this group is very much a production type of mentality. Um, in the past, when I've worked with people, they have been very micromanaging. And so it wasn't production. It was do as you're told kind of a thing. Uh, when I was a volunteer and kind of um, just learn from them in that process. And so they would tell you, you have to do this. You can't do this. You have to do this. You can't do this. Whereas this one was very much after going into the flow of things, um, here's your stuff. And then I was glad that I knew the questions to ask ahead of time. Mm -hmm. And there was one time, like I made a mistake where um, they wanted the, the second service, the first service, they ran the announcements after the service had started like two minutes mm -hmm. after services started the second service they wanted to actually run the announcements two minutes beforehand to make that the introduction and so i ran one of the counters early and i'm like oh okay i didn't know that and it's not i didn't beat myself up about it but then i also look at different areas like the sound um and the the director piece of it that's running there's like five different cameras six different cameras and i've done video before but i've not done it to the scale that they had they had a video switcher where you assign the different cameras and move it but then they had a second board there where it would also associate the like transition fades and all of that mm -hmm. would be like pre-processed for me and so they were doing all that live and so i know how to do it if you give me enough time and practice i could easily learn it but that won't be one that they're just like here you go do that that'll be like too much of a jump for me that'll be yeah. a, a really big thing so i think that i just need to kind of like um grow into those different positions not that i can't do them but i definitely won't be able to do them at the level their their volunteers already do it and i want to make sure that i get it right i i think almost all positions in church tech can disrupt the worship experience and the worship prog progress is trying to connect people with god um like if i didn't know how to do pro presenter all the lyrics would be off. People would be getting frustrated and agitated and not actually thinking about the worship lyrics. Yes, I'm hitting space bar and that's it. But it's because I've had that rhythm before that I know two words, one word, five words before the next transition slide to go ahead and hit it. And mm -hmm. I think that's really important as well. So some of the things you teach, some of the things you need to know to ask, some of the things you kind of learn on the fly. And I, I'm afraid some of the positions I may have to learn more than I expect on the fly. And I don't want to don't want to screw it up.
How how would you? Um, I'm just trying to think about like from the perspective of a leader. So I'm receiving someone who's served elsewhere because I, I think the whole baggage thing just you know is something that I was thinking about. So how would you prepare to receive someone uh, who's served elsewhere on a different ministry or different church or team before, and they kind of joining a team? Um, would do you think that you need to? I mean, you can also weigh weigh in on this, Eric. Do you think you would need to um, uh, prepare specifically for them, or like address any issues, or make assumptions? You know that way, or mm-hmm. just treat them like you know they're new and it's first time, and yeah. I, I think that the preparation. Um, comes with yourself. I think that if you have somebody coming from another team, another place, that you need to prepare yourself to be open-minded and use it as an opportunity to pick that person's brain because they kind of know, they, they know the stuff, right? So like technical stuff is, is you know, they're not too far off as far as that goes. So what you should do is pick their brain as far as, you know, their observations, because once they figure out and learn your system, they're going to have the blinders on and they're going to be trapped in your forest, right? They're not going to see the forest through the trees. Did I say that saying right? Gosh, I hope so. Um, <laughs> um, and so you need to open yourself up to it and, and ask them, assuming that you have some sort of barometer on that they know what they're talking about. Um, but e- even if you don't, I think it's good to to open that up and be like, hey, if there's anything that you notice that we could do better or different from your own experience, please let us know. We'll, we'd be interested to know. Maybe there's some things that we can improve that you would be able to, to share with us. And it can be, you know, who knows what it might be. It might be how they schedule, how you use something or a piece of software. Who knows what it might be? But open that door with it. Go out of your way to open that door um, you may want to reiterate it multiple times. Um, you know, that doesn't mean you have to do any suggestions. And maybe some of the suggestions that they have or something they might say, they don't understand the full context of why you do it that way. But that doesn't necessarily mean that they're wrong or that they might, they might not be on to something. And so I think the preparation comes from yourself and you should open that door so that they feel like they can speak into the situation. So they don't walk away and go and go like, you know, that's dumb how they do that. Or why do they do that way? You know, and that gives you the opportunity to address something. So they're like, hey, you know, we did it this way. Um, I used to do it this way. I see you're doing it this other way. You know, maybe that's an area to change. And you can say, well, you know, the reason why we don't do it that way is because of X, Y, and Z. But that's a good point. We should think about that. Maybe there's even some other alternate solution. Um, so I think that that is, that is the best and most healthy way to I, approach that. I would also say that I think that church tech is as much art as it is um craft mm. um, the senior pastors or the worship pastor at the very least is the one that's probably leading the group um, yeah. like in stars so the worship pastor is the one that oversees the church tech team and then the senior pastor we call him the lead pastor oversees that whole department on top of that and so really the pastors up front making these statements they don't necessarily know ours do the ours is very technically um educated and I'm amazed and that's awesome, but they are the ones that are directing this. And so you can teach the technical stuff. Everybody can learn the technical stuff, go down the 
or you'll watch the YouTube channel. But mm. the actual art, the craft of it, the flow of it, nobody can mm. teach that piece of it. And so I think that has to be experienced. I really liked the fact that they wanted me to observe. I didn't get that chance because they had to throw me into it. And I'll be honest, they didn't they didn't actually test my knowledge of this. I could have said, oh, I know all this stuff. I'm absolutely comfortable with it. And they put me in the chair and it, I could have been like, now what do I do? Like I kind of <laughs> really threw things up. Yeah. Uh, thankfully they had like a three hour uh, practice session beforehand. And it would have been very quick yeah. that Jeremy doesn't know what he's talking about. Right. The art piece of it, the flow of it, the communication style. Um, mm. That's also something important to teach as well. That's, um my my own approach if i was leading this and i'm not and i'm not going to ever give him this advice because i think that the guy's smarter than i am as far as church tech stuff but i i would definitely want them to see how the team interacts before i would actually put them in that chair just so that they know um, not even necessarily that it's the best because i don't think that artistically there's a right way to do artistic stuff technically mm. there's a right a wrong a better a worse way to do different things and so mm. I think that's going to be tough so yeah I, I think that comes down to organizational culture which we've touched on before you know um and, and it's easy to overlook especially in the tech area because it's so much focus is, is on the tech can you do it you know, do the action, fill the role, do the thing. And like you've outlined, Jeremy, there's a lot more to it. There's not only the art, but then there is the, the, the culture and the communication styles amongst the team. And that is something that um, is often neglected and should actually be focused on because ultimately that is what dictates the health of your church team and will not only reflect in the, the, the service that you have for the church week in and week out, but also will affect the longevity of your volunteers. Now tell me if this makes me a terrible person, but I was sitting there. And yes, Jeremy, he did. There. <laughs> I sat there during the beginning of the first or second service and I'm, I'm doing all this and I realized they kind of just threw me in the deep end and I knew it. they trusted me with that. And then they put me in charge of something where literally I had full control of the service. If I wanted to, I could hit, I could pull up my Minecraft theology video, hit play <laughs> there, uh, pro presenter six, and then like, look at everything I've created. I'm completely disrupting this service right now. And they kind of just like said, we trust you. I, I think that that is actually that that's more of a nod to them having some good leadership and maybe it was just dumb luck or maybe it was just the situation. But if they did that intentionally, I find that to be good leadership because what they did was, is they didn't put the burden of the uh, relationship currency on you. You didn't have to come and prove yourself. What they did is said here, 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 they handed you the coin, the, the communication or relationship currency. And they said, here, here's our trust. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Here's our trust. They wouldn't even. And that. they gave me key to the bank account. <laughs> yeah. Oh, probably not, Jeremy. Yeah. It might have felt like it, but the fact that you felt that way was very telling to them, and it was very telling to the situation that you took it very, very seriously. Yeah. Yep. You see. Yeah. Um. So I, I think that's that's really on them, and you know I've had similar situations um, as a leader in some different things, even as of recently. And what I have learned is that um, 
the percent of time the percentage of times where something like that would happen are very very slim to none and if there is a mistake in, in an error it is such a magnificent learning experience and an ability to accelerate um, the bonding and the dynamics of the relationship with a, with a new team member that it's the, the payoff is is totally there um, so I, in my, in my opinion, that was good leadership. Yeah, no, I, no, I think that's great. I, I agree with that. Uh, the, the other thing I'd add in is to do with, um, I mean, that's just by default. I think the church space is probably the safest place um, for for any volunteers or for anybody. If you think about just how much is entrusted to people who, I mean, like gear worth thousands and thousands of dollars is entrusted to people who, um, you know, who probably only use it, uh, you know, once a month, for example. Uh, you know, so I, I just think that it, I mean, it, it does speak into uh, uh, trust. Mm-hmm. Um, it, for me, it also, it also speaks about health. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I probably would just, um, I suspect that they also probably picked up, I'd like to assume that, hey, you're very, you're a responsible guy. You, you know, you're not there. Here's what happened. I figured it out, Blessing. Yeah. Well, they're like, who's this Jeremy Smith guy? They Googled your name and were like, oh my gosh, it's the Jeremy Smith. And they're like, you got to put this guy on it. Put it, put him on it, put him on it, put him on it. That's what happened, Jeremy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Also possible that Let, let's test it. Let's test it right now. Mm-hmm. This is this is how we're going to put a bow on this thing. We're gonna. I'm in. I'm in an incognito mm-hmm. browser. All right, yeah. so we don't have any Googleness going on. Jeremy yeah. Smith. All right. Ice yeah. hockey goaltender. All right. Well, maybe I need to scroll down a little bit. <laughs> let's see here. I need to go to page two. This is not going how I thought it would, Jeremy. I'm gonna just say that. Did um, you did you give him? Oh wait, no, that's caught. What what area? Let's see, Ohio. Yep. <laughs> Jeremy Smith, Ohio. Do they have your like? Do they know you on Facebook? I hate to s- s- no. I hate to say this, but I don't share church man content very much from my own Facebook page. I was just seeing if maybe, like, because, I mean, if you do, like, Church Mag, Jeremy Smith, like, clearly, that pulls up everything in the world about you on, I mean, look at that. You're all over the place. But you have to, you have to add Church Mag in there. <laughs> hmm. I'm because I'm a counselor and I don't want any of my clients to find me. Uh, Probably. Like, I put my name and me and the other Eric Die, which, if you're listening, and I know you're not. Can I please have ericdie.com? <laughs> okay. Got that off my chest. All right. Well, um, this was supposed to be a cool way to end this episode. That did not work out. So maybe help me that out, guys. means that they blindly trusted me, which in some regards is a little concerning. That's what's led to a lot of these um, sex scandals and violations of trust in churches. That's probably because they weren't worried about you having sex with the monitor. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Just saying. <laughs> Quickly. There's the liability thing, and I realize my brain just goes like that. Maybe, and the- and you are a counselor, and I think those are things that are more top of mind 
um, for you. And this is a situation where, you know, if you're, as, as somebody who's lead, leading a tech team, if, if you have somebody new come on board, realize that, you know, they did, they serve church tech somewhere else, but they have other occupational insights. So like if, you know, if like, for instance, you're a counselor, I mean, the fact that this was a concern for you and you're thinking about this, this is valuable information that you were, if you were on my team, I would want to know about and think about because you're seeing and noticing things that me and clearly anybody currently on my team have not because we're doing it this particular way. And that's why it's important to glean what you can from new members. I will say that one positive thing is that they use uh, community or church community builder. And so we're already established in there. They know I tie, they know we're members. Um, I did fill out a leader packets for the small group we ran, but that wasn't actually turned in until like four days before I started doing church tech stuff. So maybe they were like super on it and I already passed all their stuff and they could trust me or maybe I kind of just slipped in and they were just super desperate. I don't know. I don't know. That's definitely a topic that I think we should explore and think about. I know I'm sure you're going to be writing or videoing or doing some awesome content surrounding this. I I think you really kind of hit on something, uh, an area and a topic that is so easily overlooked in the throes of what's the latest tech and what should we be doing online, et cetera, et cetera. And an area that has to do with how we deal with other humans that is sorely needed in the church tech community. And I definitely look forward to that conversation, Jeremy. The question is, do you enjoy the Church Mag podcast? We hope you do. Send us an email, podcast at churchmag, and tell us what you love about the Church Mag podcast. And be sure to leave us a review on iTunes. We love them. The Church Mag podcast is proudly hosted on buzzsprout.com. 